Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sara Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host, Sara Davison, shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sara Davison. Welcome back to the show where you'll learn to transform your heartbreak into happiness. I'm Sarah Davison and I'm here as your trusted guide to help you every step along the way. On today's episode, we're diving into love. Yes, love. How do you feel loved and how do you express your love to your partner? Now, it's essential that you master this tool so that you can improve your chances of success in future relationships. A lot of the information that we cover in my episodes of Heartbreak to Happiness are all about learning lessons from the past so that we can flip them into something positive that can help us for the future. So today we're going to dive into helping you to not sabotage or wreck potential relationships and also improve your chances of choosing a better partner for you. So The tool we're going to look at today is called the five languages of love, which is a concept from Gary Chapman. Now, there's a book called The Five Languages of Love by Gary Chapman, and I strongly recommend that you have a read if you're interested in what I'm going to share with you in today's episode. It's all about improving your emotional intelligence to get a better understanding of you, what makes you tick in a relationship, and understanding your map of the world as far as how you express love and how you feel most loved, as well as being able to shoe shift into your partner's shoes to really experience how they are demonstrating and showing you that they love you so you don't miss the signs. Okay, essential information. So here we go. So there are five languages of love. As I read them out, I want you to have a think about which of these resonate most strongly for you. Which of these are the ways that you express love to your partner? Now, there will most likely be two prevalent ways that you express your love. But listen up as I read them out and have a think. So number one, words of affection. So that means telling your partner that you love them or that they look nice, giving them compliments. Number two, physical touch. Now, this is holding hands, going in for a cuddle, that kind of thing. Number three is quality time. And that means spending uninterrupted time with your partner. So no mobile phones, no children, just the two of you together. Number four is acts of service. Now, what I mean by that is doing little things like making a cup of coffee for your partner or maybe washing the car on a Sunday morning. Number five is gifts. So buying your partner presents. Now, it don't have to be the most expensive designer handbag or wallet, but just something that is thoughtful and that's your way of expressing your love for your partner. Now, out of those five... If you think about you and how you express love and might help to think back to past relationships, which resonates with you the most? And it might be one, it might be two. What are your top two languages of love? How do you express your love to your partner? Okay, so now you've got that. I want you to have a think because when you understand what your language of love is, you'll also see that actually it follows that the way we express love is also the way 
that we best receive it. So what I mean by that is if your partner chooses the same language of love that you have to show their love for you, you're going to feel it so much more than if they choose one of the others. So that's why this is so important. Okay. Now, one of my clients, Lorraine, she always told her partner that she loved him. She would tell him in the morning. She would tell him before he left for work. She would tell him in the evening. She would tell him on text messages. She would be telling him all the time because that came naturally to her at the end of conversations or the end of a text message. She would always write, love you, babe. Love you. Love you. Followed by kisses. Now that was her way. So you've got it. Her language of love was, yes, words of affection. She would always be telling him that she loved him. Now, her husband, Mark, was a loving man, and he loved his wife very, very much. However, his language of love was, see if you can guess, he would always mow the lawn, he would always walk the dog, he would always, without fail, offer to make her a cup of tea or coffee whenever he was making himself one, and even when he wasn't. He would always make sure that she had the remote control close to her when they were watching a movie. He was so thoughtful like that. He would always be doing little things. Now... What do you think his was? His language of love was, drum roll, (laughs) acts of service. Yeah. Now, interestingly, both of them were doing the most loving thing. They were doing what they felt expressed their love to their partner in the clearest way. However, what ended up happening was for the last two years, their relationship had got really fraught because Lorraine, when she came to see me, was very upset that her husband just didn't love her. She said she would always be saying she loved him, but he would never reply with, I love you too. In fact, he rarely told her he loved her. He was also one of those guys who never really complimented her. He was kind to her. He was nice to her, but he would never give a compliment. He would never say, wow, you look stunning or you're so beautiful or I really love you. He wasn't really one for words of affection at all, but his way was obviously doing things for her. But you can see what that difference meant. Even though he was being loving, she didn't feel loved because he wasn't communicating with her in a way that she understood. So what had happened is it had led to resentment and argument. She would accuse him of not loving her. The interesting thing was that her husband felt very loved. Because he worked and Lorraine didn't, that meant that Lorraine was at home a lot more. So she obviously took a bigger share of the household chores. She would do the washing and the ironing. She would mop the floors. She would always be the one that made the beds in the morning. Now, obviously, acts of service was how Mark felt loved. So the interesting thing here was that he was feeling very loved because he'd come home to a clean, tidy house, all the jobs were done, and then he, in return, would do his chores, feeling that he was expressing his love and that he was happy. So he got frustrated when the rain would bring up that he didn't love her, and it would deeply upset him because he really didn't know what more he could do. Now, isn't it interesting that a lot of the time we run these patterns unconsciously? And as your coach, I'm here to show you and shine a light on some of the patterns that you may be running that might be holding you back from really enjoying your relationship. It may even sabotage your relationship as you do what Lorraine did and accuse your partner of not loving you when really they're just communicating it in a very different way. Now, Obviously, if you guys have the same language of love, the relationship will be a lot easier because it will be natural. You will feel loved on a regular basis and they will also feel loved. So it's a two-way street. So can it work if you have different languages of love? 
I can hear you saying, Sarah, we have different languages of love, or I've just started dating someone. I don't think he's into words of affection like I am. Or I've got another client who's just started dating someone and she loves holding hands, holding hands in public, cuddling up on the sofa. Now her new boyfriend really doesn't seem to be the kind of person that enjoys that. He'll tolerate a cuddle on the sofa, but only for a few minutes before he's sort of shifting away or making an excuse to move or get up and get a drink. It's really upsetting her and has been since they started dating because it's something that is really important to her. And funnily enough, it's her number one language of love, physical touch. Now, his isn't that. So you can see again the disconnect. Does this mean that she has to get out of the relationship? No. Relationships, of course, can work if you have different languages of love. It may not be as easy and you may find sometimes you have to consciously just make yourself aware of your partner's language of love and just check in at how much they're doing in their own way to show you that they love you. If you're coming out of a breakup and you're starting to date again, these tools are really interesting, aren't they? Because it is a really interesting discussion to have pretty early on in a relationship. Now, I'm not talking date one, guys, or date two. But as you get to know each other and you start talking about relationships and what makes them work and what you've learned from the past, these sort of things would be really important just to test out and see what do you think your language of love is? Oh, okay, well, mine is this and yours is that. Now, be aware, and this is where you can get really deep into it, that there's different levels around each of those five languages of love. For example, I know that my number one language of love is words of affection. So I will tell my partner that I love him every single day. I will tell him when we wake up in the morning. I will tell him before he goes off to work. I will put it on the end of every text message with a kiss. But actually, when you dive deeper into it, there are rules around it. And if you want to become an expert in this and really figure out what makes you tick and become very aware and emotionally intelligent of your own drivers, then have a think about what your rules are. Because I realized pretty early on that my bar was pretty high. I had to hear from my partner at least 10 times a day that he loved me. And oh, yes, there were rules around how he told me he loved me. This meant that it couldn't be in response to me saying it. He had to say it first. Yes, it does sound like I can be a bit of a diva in a relationship, but I promise you I'm not. It's just the fact that I became very aware that I wasn't feeling loved in a relationship. And I soon realized that my partner had physical touch as his number one, and mine was words of affection. Now, physical touch was my number two, so there was a lot of crossover. But the times where I wasn't feeling as loved as I felt I needed to be, I realized that it wasn't that he didn't tell me that he loved me, because he did. But my rules meant that he had to tell me a certain number of times a day. Now, how many times a day? Ten. But also for me, he had to say it first. So if I'd said, I love you, and he replied, me too, that didn't count in my rule book. Okay, that didn't count because I'd said it first. So he had to say it first and he had to tell me ten times a day. Poor guy. Okay, he was on a losing streak. But it was interesting because we talked about it. And we laughed about it. And it's something now that I really recognize in myself. And so I've become maybe a little bit more realistic about those sort of expectations. And whilst that would make me feel super loved, and when he's trying to make me feel super loved, he would do it more often consciously. It wasn't a natural state for him. So I just had to understand that and realize that there were lots of other things he was doing that were very loving. So by getting a deeper understanding of what makes you tick, what your languages of love really are and what your partners are, 
And then you can see how it can improve the quality of your relationship. It can also make you feel a lot more loved. And if you both are aware, then you can do more of it. If you want to make your partner feel especially loved that day, maybe it's their birthday or you just really want to cheer them up because they're feeling low, then you know exactly what to do. You know the recipe for making them feel loved. Use their language of love back on them. So in this episode, we've covered some really useful tools to help you improve the quality of your relationships. Also to help you look back on past relationships and maybe realize where you were out of sync with your partner, maybe where it was too much like hard work, where you both constantly felt unloved when maybe you did love each other, but after a while, it was just too much hard work to sustain that going forward. Now, the beauty of this is that if you're going through a breakup, these are great tools to learn, to put in your toolkit so that when you do start dating again or when you get into a relationship, you have a better chance of making it a fulfilling, loving relationship where it's more likely to succeed. So thank you for listening to today's episode and allowing me to help guide you from your heartbreak to your greatest happiness. I look forward to you joining me on our next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review in iTunes will win the chance in the grand prize drawing to win a private VIP day, including exclusive one-on-one coaching with Sarah Davison herself. Be sure to head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Sarah's gift. Then join us on the next episode.